Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, whose teaching is life, whose presence is sure, and whose love is endless. Amen. Let us. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And, and also, also with you. Let us pray. Eternal light, shine in our hearts. Eternal wisdom, scatter the dark, darkness of our ignorance. Eternal compassion, have mercy on us. Turn us to seek your face and enable us to reflect your goodness through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. Continuing in the reflections we've had this month about the Reformation, the part of the Reformation that I'd like to talk a little bit about is one of the things that came out of it was Luther's small and large catechisms. The small catechism was written by Luther as a guide so that the head of household would be able to teach the children in the household, anyone in the household, about the Christian faith. The large catechism was for professional instruction in the Christian faith, but the small catechism was written so that it could be in a family situation. The instruction could be within a family. Two of the sections in the small catechism that I found very important to me have been the instructions about the sacraments that we carried over from Catholicism into Lutheranism. There were, I believe, seven uh, Catholic catechism, uh, sacraments, but only two that Luther, um, in his discourse, argued were... Sacramental. Yeah, fulfilled what Luther saw as the essential ingredients of being a sacrament. One is that it was directly commanded by Jesus. And the other is that it included some physical element to help us weak human beings better understand and relate to it. And that the reason Jesus commanded these things to us is for our benefit, for our nurturing. The two practices from the Catholic Church that Luther gave this nod to were baptism and what was referred to at the time as the sacrament of the altar or communion. In the Two minutes left. <laughs> In the um, small catechism, Luther did a question and answer style way of teaching the subject. The, que the first question relating to baptism was, what is the word of God about baptism? And the short summary in the catechism, 
Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. And the second question Luther posed, what benefits does baptism give? It works forgiveness of sins, rescue from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this as the words and promises of God's declare. That was an essential, essential part of Luther's understanding of both of the sacraments that it, what, these physical practices that we did were given meaning and given power by the words and promises of God, not by anything that we do. In um, the lesson about the communion, the first question is, where is this written? And Luther's response. The holy evangelists Matthew, Mark, Luke, and St. Paul write, Our Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink all of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And then the follow-up question. What is the benefit of this eating and drinking? These words given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, show that it is in the sacrament, forgiveness of sins, life and salvation, are given us through these words. For there is no forgiveness, for where there is no forgiveness of sins. Excuse me, I'm stumbling over my words. For where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. There are actually two other questions, uh, two and three other questions that Luther poses in the letters, uh, in the lessons for these sacraments. But I invite you to go back to your small catechism, even if you have to look it up online, and see what those other questions were and see what those responses were that Luther gave as to his understanding as to why these are so important. Thank you. The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, son of David, have mercy on me. 
Jesus stood still and said, call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, my teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. This passage is part of a series in chapter 10 of Mark, which uh, hangs together beautifully of, of people asking, I'm not sure where I'm going to stand, actually, I'm going to stand down here um, so I don't fall. Of Mark, where people are, are asking questions of Jesus or asking something from Jesus. And depending on who they are and what they're after, there are a variety of responses. So sometimes sit down and read the whole chapter. I'm going to focus on the beginning and the end. Um, I don't know if you remember a few weeks ago when we talked about the, uh, the Pharisees were trying to trick, trick Jesus and asked him about divorce. And uh, Jesus gave him a hard time. You know, well, first, what do the scriptures say? And then God gave you this commandment because of your hardness of heart. And, and as part of that same section of text, which we call pericope, but a section of text is a pericope. Uh, everybody say it, pericope. Pericope. Thank you. That's, that's the text that we use for the week. Anyway, uh, is where the children are being shushed by the disciples. And Jesus says, let the children come. Remember that? Let the children come. And in this passage, we've got somebody who is separated from regular participation in society by being blind, because that did make you separate, certainly not allowed to participate in temple practices. You, you were considered unclean, plus being a beggar made you unclean. And so somebody who was already separated from ritual participation in community and obviously living on the edge, calling out to Jesus, and once again, being shushed by the disciples. Leave them alone. And Jesus says, call them over here. In these bookends, we have these situations where Jesus is doing these works teaching and preaching and helping people understand. And the very people that are closest to Jesus are, are then stumbling by shushing those who see most clearly what Jesus comes to offer. And so I ask that, that we take a moment and think about any time that we've ever either literally shushed people in church or in a setting where the gospel is being shared or 
symbolically shushed people by not allowing them to feel welcome and fully invited and participating in a, a worshipful community, not including them in the community where the gospel is born. And sometimes that's as simple as, the, it, it's good that it comes to this, this story of the blind man because um, it's a little tricky when we use these, the language of disabilities in scripture because it can become uh, caricatures of these real life disabilities that people live with. And, and we then use, use them only metaphorically and forget, well, wait a minute, there are people who live with disabilities that in our very setup, we may be limiting their uh, full inclusion, full participation in the worshiping community, or may not be as hospitable as, as we should be, and as, is, as we're called to by the gospel. Something that I, I imagine helps, well, it helps me at any rate, think about the, just, just the idea of having a, a visual limitation is the, this wearing of the masks that we're all doing all the time now. So I don't know about you, but with the shape of my face with the mask on, I cannot walk down steps without really changing my, my physical position. I need to have a rail, I need to, to look down, I can't be carrying things, because I can't see past my mask. If, if there's something low here that I want to see, see what the date is or what I'm choosing, I, I just can't see it anymore, can't see around me. Um, it's, I trip on things. Thank you, Corbett, who leaves dog toys all over the place. And that's just from having the mask, right? And I don't know how much you've experienced that, that just, just wearing a mask limits your visibility and makes it harder to navigate. There are other things that we do that we say, well, wait a minute, are we making it harder for people to navigate the world? Are we making sure that people's path in and out of the sanctuary, in and out of the food pantry, in and out of any other resource that's being offered is not only clear but easy and invitational. Do we send people back where the dumpsters are to get in to a worship service or a meeting or some other, uh, some other opportunity that people with, with mobility can just walk into? Are we shoving people off into a corner? Are we putting people in a separate room because of either different needs or different behaviors? All of that is effectively, that's the symbolic shushing that I'm talking about. It's not the literal shushing, which we also do, but that's the symbolic shushing. So I want you to just, just think about, okay, what, what of that are you inclined to do personally? And if you, if you know any of it in yourself, repent of that. That's part of all the sin that we repent of when, when we come to Jesus for forgiveness, right? So 
bring it to Jesus, ask for forgiveness, and, and for the courage to do it differently. If we're doing it as a congregation, help us notice it and do it differently. Because maybe those of us who are setting up the space didn't notice, but you did. Let us know. Maybe those of us who developed the class didn't notice, but you did. We're a congregation. Let us know. That's the shushing part. The other part that I want you to notice is that he's called a beggar. That's the identity that he's given. He's given a name, which is unusual in Mark. Not only is he given a name, but he's given the identity of son of, son of Timaeus. His name translates as son of Timaeus, Timaeus Jr. Um, but and in this passage, the other sons of are the sons of Zebedee. Jesus is called son of David. Jesus is also called son of man. Being called son of somebody is a powerful identification, just in this chapter, let alone in the whole Gospel of Mark. So he's given that identity. But then the rest of his identity is a blind beggar. And when we sing or pray, often we use the language that talks about how we come to God as beggars, right? With nothing as beggars. And yet, most people I know, when put in a position where you have to beg for something, are horrified by it and will do everything they can to avoid it. I know people who will go hungry, who will go without gas, who would rather go without shelter, who will, who will wait till the end of the month to get their medication, who will do almost anything rather than take a handout. I don't want to take a handout. And if you have to take a handout, you're immediately calculating how you're going to pay it back. Well, as soon as I get something, I'll give back, right? I mean, I, I, I would venture to guess, all of us have that gut thing where uh, I don't, yeah. In, just in this chapter, the people who get it, the people who come to Jesus with open hearts are Bartimaeus, the beggar, and the children who have no agenda, who have no problem coming and receiving what is offered and taking what they need without feeling like they have to pay back, without feeling like they have to buy it, or that they then owe something for it. That's who comes to Jesus and gets it. They're described as, in some way, limited in vision, and yet they're the ones who get it. So see past your own resistance to being broken, to being needy, and to taking what God has to offer without any, any compensation to God. We don't pay God for it. We receive. We don't pay anybody for it. You're safe. And then finally, I want you to notice that when we, earlier in Mark, this isn't actually 
in chapter 10, I don't think. But there's, maybe it is. There's the rich man, maybe it is in the beginning of the chapter. The rich man who, who comes to Jesus and, and says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? You remember that passage? And um, Jesus says, give away all your stuff and tend to the poor and follow me, right? Paraphrase, clearly. Um, and, and, or no, first he says, well, what does, the, what does the scripture say? Sorry, skip this up. First he says, what does the scripture say? And the, the rich man says, well, I followed all the laws, you know, kept the, kept the covenant, et cetera. I've been good. And then Jesus says, now just one more thing is required. And then at the end of that, it says that the man went away. The translation might be disheartened or sad. The man went away sad. That's the eye of the needle. Maybe that was just last week. I, I, I lost the order. Anyway, this one, the blind beggar, has nothing, nothing. When Jesus says, tell him to come to me, and the disciples say, look, he's calling you, gets up and throws off what? His cloak. Probably his only possession. Throws off his cloak. Jesus says, what can I do? And Jesus asks, what can I do for you? And, he, and, and he's very specific. He doesn't want wealth. He doesn't even say, restore me to community. Let me see again. And then immediately, he rejoices and follows Jesus. Jesus says, go and you may be healed. It's always funny when Jesus says, go and people stay and people, Jesus says, don't tell anybody and they tell. But immediately he follows Jesus. So this person who has nothing shouldn't be able to see Hears it's Jesus, gets it, insists on being attended to, even despite the fact that the people who are closest and should know better are trying to shush him, and he's the one who relinquishes the little that he has to be healed. It's a tough chapter, but it's a chapter that calls us to rejoice. If we can get past hanging on to our own agency, our own ability to provide for ourselves, our own ability to do for ourselves, our own ability to be responsible, our own ability to follow the laws, do the right rituals, be the right kind of people. And to be open and simple, acknowledge our brokenness, and let go. That's really what we're called to do, let go so that we can be healed and follow. Whatever you need to let go of today, whatever it is, whatever it is, is it holding, that you're holding on to that's making you sad, that's making you feel like you need to walk away sad, I just invite you to let go of it today. Leave it at the altar so that you can follow Jesus rejoicing. Let us all rejoice together. Risen One, we give you thanks for congregations and ministries throughout the world that serve as centers of prayer and action. Empower missionaries, teachers, healers, evangelists, and all who are sent to share your joy, your song of joy. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Holy One, 
We give you thanks for generous land that produces abundant harvests. Strengthen and protect all soils from rooftop gardens to prairie farmlands, to patio planters, to fertile valleys, and bless all who lovingly tend them. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Ruling One, we give you thanks for leaders of nations who work to build up the common good, strengthen efforts of reconciliation among all nations, especially those who meet to address global response to climate change. That peace extends in every direction. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Healing One, we give you thanks for all who labor for the health of others. Comfort and strengthen all who struggle with chronic pain. Send healing and relief to all who are sick, especially those with COVID-19 and those who mourn loved ones who have died. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Providing one, we give you thanks for all who provide for others. Inspire generosity in your people so that we carry out the work of making disciples of all nations. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Discipling one, you call leaders to service. Guide the work of Eli Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Terry Brandt of our sister synod, the Alaska Southeast Cluster, Pastor Karen Perkins, and Thornton Memorial Lutheran Church, Wales, that they continue to be formed for the sake of the gospel. Hear us, O God. For what else do the people of God pray? continuing prayers for refugees, and especially for those uh, who have been kidnapped in Haiti, and for all those who are desperate in Haiti. Living One, we give you thanks for the saints who have increased our faith Give us courage to follow in hope until you, get, until you gather us all around your table of abundance. Hear us, O God. Confident that you hear us, O God, we boldly place our prayers into your hands through Jesus Christ, our truth and life. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC Food Pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. God of abundance, you cause streams to break forth in the desert and manna to rain from the heavens. Accept the gifts you have first given us. 
Unite them with the offering of our lives to nourish the world you love so dearly. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our, our Father, who art, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give, give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And let us announce together <clears throat> the mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. Now I invite you to receive the benediction. People of God, you are Christ's body, bringing new life to a suffering world. The Holy Trinity, one God, bless you now and forever. Amen. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 9.30. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see. <laughs>